Hey guys, so I'm going off script a little bit. Uh, when I recorded this episode about thoughts and prayers, I this was before the Jacksonville shooting that happened on Sunday night. Um, so I wanted to do a quick segment to include some thoughts about that. Um, because of course it's unfortunate and it's something that's incredibly sad and it's another mass shooting and it's another, unfortunately, another opportunity to look at the patterns and see what's going on, uh, in the world. And, um, it happened at a gaming tournament, uh, which is something that it hit me pretty hard because it's something that gaming is something I find solace in and many of us do. And for someone to be passionately doing something that they love and to be struck down during that is truly heartbreaking. I have sympathy for the victims, for everyone who is there, um, for those that are heartbroken because of this, and even for the shooter, because the shooter himself was a child once and something went wrong. And that's something to think about as well when <clears throat> we're thinking about this stuff. Certainly his actions are warranting a lot of the, um, the, 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 the judgment and, you know, perceptions of, of, of that person and what they had to go through and what they've done. But I also think about what the path that they got to, like the path that led them there rather. Um, and I don't necessarily need to know that person's particular story, but it's hopefully serves as a reminder for us to continue to do the best that we can for each other, to support one another, to show love and affection. Um, typically anyone gets down a path of, uh, uh, doing something terrible because they just weren't understood or they don't have love and support. They didn't have anyone there for them or listen to them, or they didn't have coping mechanisms or, um, it's just a million things in that realm that makes me sad for everything that was going on. It doesn't make me angry. It just makes me uh, upset, sad, disappointed, uh, frustrated. So many things that, um, especially when it, the, you know, we, the conversations continue around the same looping topics. And unfortunately, you know, nobody knows how many times it's going to take before, real things happen for, for things to change, whether it's around gun laws or the perceptions of mental health or even video games, because video games are going to be likely blamed for this. And they were playing Madden and, um, it's just, I, I don't, I, I think it's, it's frustrating because we continue to try to find external things to blame when, it's all of our own individual responsibility to take care of one another, to love each other, to support one another, to be there for your friends, to be there for your family, do the best you can, but also take personal responsibility for your emotional state. If you're dealing with mental health, it is not an excuse, or mental illness rather, it's not an excuse to be a bad person. I've talked about this a million times. Uh, it, it's not an excuse to do terrible things. It's not an excuse to be abusive. It's not an excuse even if you're dealing with mental illness, you are still responsible for yourself as a person. So that part is frustrating and sad. Uh, you know, just all of it, everything is just really, um, 
maddening. And I just wanted to address it and get it out for my own sake because it's something that I, it's been really weighing on me. Um, and I wasn't even there. I'm not a victim. I'm not one of the family members of the victims. Uh, it's frustrating that, you know, the media just kind of goes through the same cycle. There was, it was being streamed live on Twitch and CNN showed the video from Twitch and like, it's an incredibly insensitive thing to do. Uh, I would, I would hope that if I were to die in that sort of scenario, that they wouldn't air my death live on TV. That's frustrating to hear that we've become desensitized, that that's a thing. Um, and frankly, it all leads into this episode, which the reason I wanted to preface this is because the episode itself is not predicated on a specific event, and it was a little bit more lighthearted in nature, believe it or not. So I just needed to balance it out and let you guys know that I am feeling heavy about this, um, and that there is something real to think about. I think many people are frustrated, but I also feel like this could be an opportunity for the gaming community to band together, to speak up in a way that's honest. A lot of the gaming community is also people who are on Reddit who have, believe it or not, very uh, self-aware and positive, forthright things that they could say and do to try to move the needle forward in a positive direction. Uh, it's hard because it all feels very amoebus in terms of like the way that gun laws are in America and mental health perceptions, uh, and the way the media is like super fast paced and they don't think about what they're doing or what they're saying or, or whatever. So it's just, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm distancing myself. I'm trying to slow down. So I encourage you, if this is a very sensitive thing for you to just kind of slow down because the media is going to move on to the next thing very quickly they go very fast with the story. Um, you know, take time to talk about the, the Reddit thread was very meaningful and, uh, about the, that there was a live thread about what was going on. Uh, a lot of people who are, um, you know, giving their condolences and they're feeling sense, a sense of, uh, mourning with each other. So if you have access to the gaming community or anyone who has, uh, can provide you with some sort of support, can listen to you, can be there for you while you're processing this, uh, and allow them to process with you. It's certainly, it's super important to be able to do that. So this makes this episode a lot more important, uh, to talk about thoughts and prayers because, uh, there's, I talk about both sides of it. What can you do to, um, use it as a coping mechanism, but, also realize that it doesn't abolish you from any kind of responsibility. So I go into that in more detail in the episode, but, um, my, my heart is heavy with this. It's real sad, um, to be reductive. And if you need someone to talk to, feel, feel free to message me. I'll do the best that I can. And, um, but I encourage you to go check out, uh, different gaming communities that are doing their best to, to talk about this and work through this because it's, it's a, it's a pivotal moment for the gaming industry. It's a, I'm hoping it can be some sort of shining light to the patterns that are emerging with all of this. We've had shootings at schools, churches, gaming tournaments now, movie theaters, 
uh, malls, like where can people go? You know, (laughs) that's sad and frustrating, but I also want to encourage you to not let fear drive your life. Do not let fear keep you from doing what you want to do. These instances are still a very low percentage of the human experience. And while it's incredibly sad and it's being able to be publicized because of the state of the current internet and media, uh, I don't want that to be something that discourages you from being able to continue to go out and do things and enjoy life and go to the movies and go to church if that's your thing or go to the mall and, and go to public places and experience life with people and, and be a person because the worst thing that could come from this is to scare people into not living their best life. I would want people to still live their life just as these kids were who were making a living doing gaming tournaments and doing something that they loved and they went into it not expecting this to happen and they were they were doing the best that they could and all I encourage you to do is to continue to do the best that you can to move forward to still enjoy your life and know that when your time comes whatever that whatever situation that may be that you're still doing it while while living the best life that you can uh, i hope that didn't sound harsh but what i mean is like just live your life uh, you know w- worry about all of these issues try to help in the best way that you can socially uh talk about it have healthy discussions uh you know love each other give support give positivity all of that stuff uh, and, and try to build a strength in community over competition and um, be there for one another. Ugh. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I care about you guys that are listening, so that's why I say this, and I want to share what's going on with me. Uh, I've also been pretty low physically the last week or so, um, and having this just just throws my cynicism into overdrive. Uh, I'm angry at everything, uh, governments, gun sales, uh, people's perceptions of mental health, um, the, just the guy that did it, um, the, his family, uh, if they had anything to do with whoever had anything to do with him getting to that point, I'm upset at them for this. Uh, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm, I feel mad at everyone, but I also want to make sure that that doesn't stop me from continuing to live my life and doing the best that I can. And I encourage you to continue to do the best that you can. And, um, it just feels like something has to give, right? And, um, I just want to keep that optimism going within each of you, each of you. So, uh, hopefully this was a good message for that, but let's move into the episode. This was a lot longer than I was expecting. <laughs> uh, let's move into the episode. We're going to talk a little bit about thoughts and prayers and how there's a good and bad side to it all. But thank you for listening for the, to this segment. Um, and uh, I hope you guys can can move forward in a healthy way. I'm here for you guys. So with that, let's uh, move on to the show. Hey, everybody. C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Parappa the Rapper. It's all in the rhythm. Kick, punch. It's all in the rhythm. I, f- I forget how it goes, actually. Parappa the Rapper is like one of the first games that I played it was, I think it was the first game I played on PlayStation. That was a real good time back in the day. That was when you weren't sure, like, there was all sorts of different connectors. This was 
I mean, around the time, like I had a TV that there was like the, the cable connection. And then there was like the RF adapter. And then you had to get like the RCA cables and, oh my God, that stuff was confusing. That's all I ever think about. (laughs) When I think about old school gaming, I think about, I think about those complications. Um, Today I wanted to talk about um, thoughts and prayers and sort of the, just kind of like generally talk about the dichotomy of that. Like usually you hear about it when someone is talking about like something bad just happened or like a shooting or um, something, you know, going on in someone's life or typically you hear about it when there's some sort of mass social thing that everyone's aware of and talking about and people give thoughts and prayers. And um, I kind of want to talk about it from both perspectives, you know, like, Obviously there's thoughts and prayers aren't going to quote unquote do anything, but there is a certain mental social aspect of doing it too. So I kind of want to talk about it from both perspectives and just kind of, I don't know, philosophize on it for a bit and see if this, see if we can get an episode out of it. (laughs) So, um, so, you know, all your thoughts and prayers going into me doing this episode would be greatly appreciated. So now we're going to hit the button and do the thing. Let's go. Drums, please. All right. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, I was just thinking while, so what I do typically before I start the show is I listen to the theme song myself. I kind of, I, I, I piece it all together on anchor, but I still listen to the theme song before I get start, started. Cause it kind of amps me up and gets me into like dope mode, I guess you can say. <laughs> um, and, and trying to figure all that stuff out that like, that's, that feels good. Um, but then, somebody was like talking really loud nearby, like in the courtyard right outside. I have my windows open cause it gets hot in here. And, um, I got like my fan on and all this stuff. Like I, I know a lot of like podcast creators that are like really crazy about like, you need absolute silence, but I'm like, this is life. Like people do things. It's fine. And, but I can't wait until I have like a basement and I could use it as like a recording studio. I can record podcasts, record music, do so much stuff. Cause if I could just wake up and do this all the time, I absolutely would. And well, lately that's what I've been doing, but I also have to make logos and do social marketing and I have to do a ton of stuff. So, you know, just trying to live the dream. But um, today I wanted to talk about thoughts and prayers. Um, thoughts and prayers being the um, you know the thing that happens when when something crazy happens in life. Uh, there's a shooting or or a murder or something that is like nationally known, and you know people start feeling like they have to say something about it. And well, I guess I'm going to approach it from that angle first. You know, someone who is they feel maybe this sense of helplessness because this thing happened. Um, obviously it's a religious thing, you know, prayers and they feel like they're doing something by saying, you know, thoughts and prayers to the families and all that stuff, leaving some love, etc. And, um, you know, at the core of it, it's, it's about making ourselves feel better. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that is, that's the issue that a lot of people have with it is that it's about, 
it's not actually doing something, but it is doing something. It's making us feel better about the grief that we're experiencing as a bystander, as a person who is watching this, who's experiencing this thing to feel, to not feel overwhelmed by it. Because as far as I know, there are people who feel intense emotions. <laughs> not me. I, I'm, I'm not a very emotionally deep person, but there are people who are, uh, self-proclaimed empaths and people who experience deep emotion or people who are connected to religion or people who are, who are more family people, you know, they're, they're often putting themselves in the place of, of, of the people that they're showing this love and affection towards. And they, they, they want to feel like, you know, they, they put themselves in an empathetic place. Like what if I was that family member or what if I was the family member of that person? Or what if, what if I was there? Like, what if that was my child? What if that was this, you know, they, they, there's a lot of, there's a ton of what if scenarios running through someone's brain at that point. And to keep from going crazy, essentially as a defense mechanism, we feel like there's something we feel like we wish we could do because you can't, not everyone can literally go to somewhere and donate blood or donate money or actively physically get involved in something. So they feel like they have the opportunity to just say, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with the family and, um, you know, give some love that way. And certainly there's, there is a merit to that. Um, certainly people do appreciate when like, you know, if something bad happened, uh, in my life, I would certainly appreciate if somebody was, was saying, you know, I've been thinking about you. I hope you're okay. Things like that. And I, you know, that's nice. It's nice to know that people care and it's certainly a positive thing. Um, I think the problem that a lot of people have had with thoughts and prayers is the vagueness of it, the religious aspect. And that it feels like a catch-all, you know? So while I do respect and appreciate the sentiment personally, I think it's really great um, in some respects. It's, um, I think to be more effective with it, there's got to be a little bit more. You've got to show a little bit more empathy or maybe tell your own personal story a little bit or why it resonates with you, you know? you know, this makes me feel really sad, you know, include emotions with it. Don't just say thoughts and prayers with the family, but I think it would be nice to tell a little bit more of a personal story and help people interconnect and understand why you're saying thoughts and prayers. Why are you giving someone this sort of, these sort of props or uh, not props, but like, uh, um, empathetic love as it were. Why, why are you doing this? Why did it, why did this story resonate with you? Why do you think it's something that deserves, you know, thoughts and prayers? What does that mean to you? So I, I think expounding upon that a little bit helps it to feel a little bit more personal, to make it feel like it's something that is thoughtful, as opposed to you just reciting something and saying it because you feel like you have to fulfill a social obligation. And I think that's where a lot of the cynicism comes in with it. Um, and I think we're going to take a pause and the next segment is going to be all about sort of the other side, that cynicism angle of it. Okay. So let's, let's take another minute or six and talk about the other side of it. Um, you know, why there's so much cynicism towards it. And we kind of started to cover it towards the end of that last segment. Uh, I think the, 
the sort of cause of cynicism behind it is not only the religious aspect, but typically the feeling that it's just like a something you just pluck out of your pocket and you say, here, this is the, you know, it's like the generic greeting card. It's like, there's nothing special about it. It's just what you say. It's just what you do. It's what, it's what you do to make someone feel better, or really it's to make yourself feel better. And sometimes that selfishness um, is, is, can create that cynicism or that, or even that lack of acknowledgement that it is selfish, that saying thoughts and prayers is, of course, you mean well, and you want someone else to actually receive those thoughts and prayers and, and to feel better. But at, it, at its core, and this is my perspective, but it's also more of the cynical perspective, is that it's it's about the person saying it. It's about, um, I think sometimes people feel that those that say it are absolving themselves of any responsibility to do research or to do anything tangible, physical, donate money, donate blood, donate time uh, to help the cause or to be connected to it. And um, that is really frustrating because you just want something to, someone to acknowledge that. Like I'm saying, I'm saying, and, and that's part of what I was saying in the beginning, the early segment is like, if you're exhibiting or sharing thoughts and prayers, why, what is it really about? How does this connect to your personal story and your personal journey? And I think it would make a little bit more sense for people to embrace the fact that it's about you. You know, if there's a school shooting and I have a child, I'm I'm going to experience how frightening that is and how scary that is and how like I would be terrified if that was my child. Like what would I do? So I'm sending all of the love that I can. I know that I can only do so much, but this is something. Um so just sometimes you hear a lot of empty blanket statements and that that's is what gets really frustrating about thoughts and prayers. Um, but then it also leaks into higher society. I say higher society, quote unquote, but I, I refer to as like government people who can actually do things and they use thoughts and prayers as like a blanket statement to just like devoid themselves of responsibility. You know, I think the average person has a greater right to use the term thoughts and prayers as opposed to someone who can actually make a difference. You know, the average person has to jump through a lot more hurdles to make something happen. They likely won't have the extra money to spend to try to help a cause. They have no power when it comes to like a school system or gun laws or anything involving what the situation was. And then there are, um, you know, just other hurdles in terms of like life, you know, like government is not their life but there are government officials. There are people who have the power to make changes, to talk about something, to do something, to move the needle and to share that with people. And they simply do, they simply resort to a generic thoughts and prayer statements. And that makes the public angry. Like we don't want to hear that. We want to hear how there is something that can be done or that you're livid about it, or that there is a motivation for you to do something about it and not just use the blanket thoughts and prayer statement as something to absolve yourself of responsibility. And I, I think that is the biggest cynicism is understanding that feeling of when someone says thoughts and prayers, especially if you're not a religious person, like when I hear someone say thoughts and prayers, I think like prayers don't do anything. I understand that you want to be thoughtful. You want to care. You want to give it to them. You want to make them feel good. You want to make them feel better. But 
it's okay to say if it makes you feel good. And that, that's helped me understand it a little bit more. And that's the reason I'm talking about this is because I want to absolve that cynicism, but I also want to make people who say thoughts and prayers to consider what they're saying and why they're saying it. So I don't want every time there is something big going on, a celebrity suicide or a um, school shooting or something like that, or some sort of disaster to not only have to deal with the weight of this disaster and working through the empathy and the shock of it all, but then people have to fight each other over the way that they express themselves over it, you know? So it's, it's really something that, that is, that takes effort on both sides of the stream. You know, you've got the people who are thoughts and prayers, people, they, could benefit from expressing themselves a little bit more, being a little clearer about why they do that, or just not saying anything at all. You really don't have to say something publicly on Facebook or on Twitter. And then others who attack those that say thoughts and prayers, and we hope the best for people and sending all the love and things like that. And then this cynical, angry person comes in on the comments and tries to make things worse. You're pouring gasoline on the fire. It doesn't help anything. I understand the cynicism. I totally get it, but it is not an excuse or not a door, an open door to, you know, to, to make things worse for anyone. They are already experiencing empathy and feeling bad about what's going on. <clears throat> They're likely um, exhibiting some sort of uh, uh, morbid fantasies that tend to come with disasters you know what would it be like if that was me what if it was my family what if you know we do that naturally so to make that worse for someone who's already experiencing that and kind of coming down from the emotional empathy the emotional intenseness of something is just not fair it's not okay and it's again not an excuse i think we should demand more and again this is like kind of like a social thing i don't mean this to be like a quote unquote social justice warrior thing but i say that I think it's a little bit more appropriate to demand that of our government officials to take it more tangibly and to not make blanket statements like that. I think it's kind of hurting the perception of them and government, especially with like separation of church and state and all of that stuff. I think there's way too much leaning and weight on religious religion. And I know it makes people feel comfortable and you know, there's, there's just a place for it. Um, and it's it's a place for part of the conversation and not necessarily, you know, a, a catch-all for, for all of the conversation. So, like, how this correlates to mental health is that when people are experiencing these things, and sometimes when it happens with mental health, we're sometimes trying to positive our way out of something or affirmation our way out of something. Um, Molly and I did a recent episode about that. And... It's certainly important to find some middle ground between accepting and embracing reality and trying to think of the tangible things that you can do to both help yourself and help others. And um, that means managing grief as well. And um, you know, to, to move the needle forward in some way, as opposed to simply just saying a blanket statement to that that is not rooted in reality, that's rooted in religion, which is not a proven anything that's going to help anyone. Um, and this is not me trying to denounce your religion, but again, it's not having religious faith is not an excuse to devoid yourself of any kind of action. 
you know, just putting your, you ever hear the story? Um, if you've ever seen the pursuit of happiness, you've heard this story, but there's the story of, um, this man who was in a flood. This is like a proverb kind of story. It wasn't an actual story, but, um, there's, there was this man, he was, his town was being flooded. There was a lot of storms and, um, his, his house was flooding and he started to go up a floor and then he went up to the roof and he kept telling himself that, you know, God was going to take care of me. So I'm, I'm fine. Everything will be okay. Um, a boat came by, they said, get in, we got you. We'll take care of you. And, uh, he was like, no, it's fine. God will take care of me. Um, there's a reason for this. And then the boat left, um, the floodwaters kept rising. And then a little bit later, another boat came by and he said, you know, you're, you're, you're going to drown, get in this boat. Let's go. And he was like, no, God will take care of me. So the boat left and, um, floodwaters kept rising and the man drowned. He went up to the pearly gates and, um, he asked Peter, like, why did God let me drown? And Peter was like, we sent you two boats. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, um, I think that's a really good story for both people who are religious and not religious to consider that they need to take action in their lives. You need to do something about something. <clears throat> and that doesn't always mean you have to do something extreme. If there's something crazy that happens in life, like if there's a school shooting and people are trying to find a way to not feel helpless, they tend to lean towards the thoughts and prayers thing. But ways that you can help is to have conversations, talk with your friends about it, learn all the details, not necessarily learn all the details, but learn ways that you can cope and talk about it and have healthy discussions. Not like an, Oh my God, I would never do that kind of discussion, but like a, how would you tell your kids about it sort of thing? Um, how can you convey that to your children emotionally? How can you talk about it in a way that could, you know, call your state representative if it's something involving guns or something that you want to change, um, you know, something involving mental health or go see a therapist or, you know, again, it's just about taking some sort of action that's going to help you feel better about it and help others around you feel better, better about it as well. So I think that's kind of the, the moral of this story as it were. <laughs> and, um, you know, hopefully that's something that you can, you can take with you and think about. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to stop anyone from being able to say thoughts and prayers and um, to hope that for someone and to feel good about it because everyone has a religious right. But certainly, you know, we shouldn't use that as an excuse to block the tangible and the things that we can actually, at least thinking about the things that we can try to tangibly do to improve the situation for ourselves as people in the society. So um, I think that's a good place to end. Um, I hope that I'm curious if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts on it, hit me up in the voice message here on anchor or at let's go see note on all my social channels. Um, please be sure to check out my other podcast, which is called super Myers Briggs turbo EX. You can go to anchor.fm slash super MBTI and subscribe to that podcast. You can also donate to this podcast. If you go to dopamine.life, there's the sponsor of this podcast episode, or rather it's support this podcast. Um, button and you can donate 99 cents, 499 or 999 to this show. Um, and I would be endlessly appreciative. Uh, I'll give you a shout out on this show, of course. And, um, 
that's pretty much it. If you want to join our support group, that is on dopamine.group where we openly talk about things that we're dealing with and helping each other, supporting each other and showing each other affirmations and love. So um, that's it. Take care of yourselves and each other thoughts and prayers for you guys, you know, whatever that means to you. <laughs> um, and, you know, try to see if you could do something, uh, you know, just, just do what you can to just stop trying to fight each other. Like, it's just have some empathy for what the other person's thinking about, what they're going through, like, and try, stop trying to tell people what to do, honestly, while I tell you what to do, <laughs> but I'm a podcast host. You're supposed to listen to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, take care of yourselves and each other. Be well and all that good stuff. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.